Today on The Good Word, we're talking about moving forward and drifting back. In the earliest part of the 20th century, one of the only places left to explore on the face of the earth was the frozen north. Over the course of 23 years, Robert Peary and Matthew Henson led expeditions to the Arctic, hoping to be the first to reach the North Pole. They relied on the knowledge of the Inuit people in the northernmost part of Greenland, traveling across the ice on dog sleds. It was slow, cold going, and an expedition like this could take months or years. Peary kept meticulous journals of measurements and directions where they traveled, taking readings morning and evening. One day he recorded Racing North, making good time, expecting to have made it a certain number of degrees north before nightfall. But when they stopped for the night and determined their latitude, they found they were actually further south than they'd been that morning. What had happened? Surely they hadn't been traveling the wrong direction the whole time. Were their instruments inaccurate? No, it turns out they had actually been traveling on a loose ice float the entire day. And it had shifted south in the current, taking the explorers with it. Though they eventually reached the North Pole, or close to it, in 1911, progress to the pole was slow due to the nature of the shifting terrain beneath. Not many people have made it to the North Pole, but the feeling of the ground shifting beneath us is familiar. We work and struggle to improve our lives and ourselves, and often find we're not making as much progress as we'd like. Sometimes it can even feel like we're drifting backwards, despite all our efforts. If you have ever worried you're not progressing as much as you should, you're not alone. People have felt the same since at least the days of the ancient church. Paul frames this idea in a different light in 2 Corinthians 10, reminding us that most of our battles lie not with others or against the elements, but within ourselves. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Changing our natures from the natural mortal human we are to something more Christ-like and divine is inevitably going to feel like an uphill battle. It may seem like the very ground beneath our feet is shifting as we pull against our own human nature. But we are not alone in this battle. The Lord will not leave us alone in any trial, not even for one so personal. As we continue to press forward in Christ, we become closer and closer to the Lord, as President James E. Faust explains. Self-mastery is a challenge for every individual. Only we can control our appetites and passions. Self-mastery cannot be bought by money or fame. It is the ultimate test of our character. It requires climbing out of the deep valleys of our lives and scaling our own Mount Everest. Self-mastery is related to spirituality, which is the central quest of mortality. As President David O. McKay once said, spirituality is the consciousness of victory over self and of communion with the infinite. Spirituality impels one to conquer difficulties and acquire more and more strength. To feel one's faculties unfolding and truth expanding, the soul is one of life's sublime experiences. 
as we work toward self-mastery, toward becoming the kind of person both we and the Lord want, our goal becomes closer and clearer. We may find we're sliding backwards at times, but we know our ultimate direction and stay the course. Although we drift south, we still push northward. The Lord wants to help us in any way we let Him, but ultimately, it is our choice. Becoming who we are meant to be will require the Lord's help, but the person with the deciding vote of which direction we choose to travel is us. And that's the good word 